Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for.
Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Twi'leks, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, clones, both regs and bad batch alike. And yes, this is an inclusive podcast. We include everyone, even that force Sith spirit known as Darth Great, all the way from Mexico. But let's not forget the Transdotions. So they're included as well. To another exciting edition of the Minimit Name Force for the the Star Wars podcast, Momos. You have not realized that by now. This is what, episode 122? Ooh, fucking, I don't know. All right, something like that, right? Uh, we're, we're deep in the weeds here. We're balls deep. And if you guys have not realized that it's a Star Wars podcast by now, Doc, what are you going to tell me? There's no hope for you. What happens to those individuals that do not have hope? You can't build rebellions. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. That's right. So sorry about your damn luck, as my buddy James Storms would like to say. But I digress. It's time to manifest. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Just kidding. My name is Greek God Papadon. Ah, to the Greek, Greek God. I am a professional wrestler. And yes, just defended my three championships and retained them recently at a sporting event in Long Island at NYWC. On your birthday, no less. Happy birthday, Papa Don. Thank you. On my birthday and my wrestling anniversary, which falls on the same day, 22 years in the biz. But I'm also a Star Wars aficionado, and that's what's holding weight right now. So, next to me, all the way from the Witness Protection Program from Mexico. No. Not the non-canon protection program, because that's where Revan hides. This is the witness protection program, because this guy does not want to pay his child support for all the Twi'lek bastards that he has, all the uh, Gus's and George's and Yanni Snow's uh, that he has in Link. <laughs> Georgeropolis. Georgeropolis, yes. <laughs> he didn't want to hear you, big guy. It's been great. And let them know who you are. Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Seth Ari, the Rampaging Revan Kiss, the Butcher, your boy, Dark Spirit on. And last, and certainly not least, it is everybody's favorite Doctor of Thunder Knights because he has a Kung Fu grip. And he knows how to keep you warm on those cold, hot nights with that Kung Fu grip better than the insides of a Tauntaun. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7, the god of steel and thunder, and the man who's much greater than Alderaan, because only four billion women went down on Alderaan. Dr. Destroyer, Alex Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hit you with the little laugh. 
That was tremendous. Well, folks, let's bang this out real quick because it, like they say in the uh, in the brothels, "Quem próximo, guys? Who's next? No parking." Uh, so I've heard. Um, a lot of uh, news came out, but first, let's start off the the um, the show on a sad note. Uh, cue in uh, sad Hulk music right now, please. Um, J.W. Rinsler, famous author for Star Wars, unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer. What was it, stage four pancreatic oh, cancer? not just any cancer, my friend. Okay, now let's talk to the doctor here. Stage four pancreatic cancer. It's just about the only cancer in the world you don't want to have because it is. Uh, mm, the survival rate's probably less than 1%, and if you got six months, you're playing with the house's money. So I'd rather have someone cut off my cock than have pancreatic cancer. Well, it would be a small decision, taking that's, a guess. But that's, that's right by me. <laughs> in all honesty, in all seriousness, uh, his kid is has a GoFundMe. We're going to throw up the link of the GoFundMe onto the show uh, description that we have every week. If you guys want to donate whatever you can, a dollar, ten dollars, five dollars, a hundred dollars. They're almost at their goal to cover the medical bills that he needs. Um, so if you guys want to help out, just do the right thing and whatever you can. We'd appreciate it. The NFO appreciates it. This man is dedicated his life to a galaxy far, far away. I'm pretty sure that for two from this individual not knowing who he is. So he's added to your life. Let's add to his in his last moments, if you will. But now let's go back to a topic. Wait, 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 wait. Before you run over there, I want to talk about a second uh, um, charity issue that we have going on right now. So our good friend Nick Malley from the uh, That Yoda Guy Museum, um, again, is uh, having some issues with the COVID because uh, it's shut down. Tourism again to the island. Only foot traffic's kind of coming through. So, and they're raising the rent on him. So he's doing a uh, a raffle for you could pick your choice of of um, prizes. One of them is the life cast of the Han Solo and Carbonite, which I have staring at right now in my office. It's fantastic. Um, or a signed Empire Strikes Back poster. I believe tickets are pretty cheap. I think it was like sixty for like twenty bucks or something like that. It's like ten for five bucks. I don't know. Go there. It's on a rally dot go go dot rally backslash Han and Carbonite. We'll put the link in the description. So support your boy Nick. Maybe you'll win something. Um, his stuff is amazing. So and we want to keep the the uh, the museum open. Oh, very cool, Doc. That he's that he's going to let you through through that up there. I totally forgot. Uh, my bad. Um, 
Spiro, do you have a charity for yourself that you want to introduce? No, I'm just kidding. You don't get to talk today. Um, <laughs> we'll be here for five hours. Come on, guys. I got the I can't hope for. I support single mothers who want to dance on a pole. I got. I need money for diapers, man. I can't hope. So, 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 secretly, Papa Don and I, uh, we, we believe that Spiro's kind of like falling off the grid and doesn't even listen to the show anymore. We should start saying things inside the, the podcast that would piss him off. So he would actually respond to us if he actually listens. Well, that he, that, that Spiro is a mark for Jimmy T. Mm-hmm. Massive mark. I heard he was cloning him in Exegol. Nice. Has a little Jimmy T's running around going, oh, oh, oh Spiro, I want to see you at Burning Man, Spiro. I want to see you at Burning Man, Spiro. But he had to buy the extra large clothing chamber. <laughs> uh, woo, shots fired. Pew, pew. Anyhow, we love you, Spiro. Um, let's, not, let's, you, not you, Jimmy T. No, nah, not you, Jimmy T. You're a malaka. But our favorite malaka from down under. That's not a knife. Now, this is a knife. The only um, malaka from down under, I think. Probably. Uh we, we like to start the show, the, this uh, show off with a segment called Marky Mark and His Funky Tweets. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? I can too. It's such a good and that's what we're going to do because this is all about good vibrations and sweet sensations. Now, if you don't know what the hell I'm babbling on about, there's an individual. His name is Mark Hamill. Maybe you're familiar with him. He played the Joker in the animated Batman series in the 90s. He was the trickster on The Flash. He's had many roles upon many movies. But most importantly, he is the face that runs the place in Star Wars, the motherfucking heart of Star Wars. He is Luke Skywalker. And what he does, he captures the hearts of millions and millions put that clip in the millions of people in under 140 characters on twitter so what we do because he's a wordsmith and a national treasure every time he throws up a funny haha tweet we uh we bring it to your attention and we like to uh bring it to your attention and then we we comment on it and you can tell him you're welcome yeah we, we actually share some happiness in this world of dreadfulness but you can follow him at Hamill himself on Twitter or Instagram and tell him at Alex Arroyo MD or at Grika Papadon or at Hampson Reaper or more importantly at the NFO underscore podcast sent you. So this way he knows that we appreciate him and his ability to manipulate the English language like he manipulates the force. So what happened? Um this past week, one of our favorite actors, and probably one of the actors that is a cornerstone in the Star Wars universe, Harrison Ford celebrated his 79th birthday. 79? Yeah. Jeez. Ten more ten more than our favorite number, Doctor. Um, <laughs> and then Hamill himself on Twitter goes, shout out to hashtag Harrison Ford. I don't even think Harrison Ford knows what Because he is. doesn't have a Twitter. That's the reason why. I know. For no particular reason, other than he's he's the one and only hashtag Harrison Ford, and he did it on his on his birthday, you know, tongue in cheek, um, because he wanted to celebrate his friend's birthday, and obviously we all like to celebrate his birthday. 
So that was a little haha. He also went on Twitter recently, um, shared it with you recently, Doc. He uh, he made a comparison. There's a picture of a moth, a golden moth, and it's called a moth mark. And he compared that golden moth mark to the picture of him in this golden disco outfit. Yeah. And it, it was, says. This was the original outfit for Luke Skywalker, by the way. Jesus Christ, really? Thank <laughs> God it wasn't. He goes, enjoy this colorful retrospect in my connection to the insect world. Hot uh, hashtag moth mark in the picture of a moth. Then he's on it again, where this one, we actually got a video clip. He went on Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Fallon quizzed him. True or false or whatever. Um, we'll play the clip right now. Go ahead there, uh, producer man. Play the clip. In the original draft of Return of the Jedi, Luke was going to turn evil at the end and team up with Darth Vader to take on the galaxy. I pitched that to George because I thought that's the way things were going in Empire. I got the, the gloved hand and I was dressed all in black. But actually, George said, no, it's a fairy tale for children. Luke is, a, you know, he's virtuous. He's the good guy. So that's false. Yes. Wow, interesting. Aren't you? I kind of was hoping that. I was hoping for that. Luke Skywalker once crashed into a planet where he met Kermit the Frog. <laughs> well, you know that you know why that's a question is because since Frank Oz was operating and performing Yoda, and I had done the Muppet Show before a month before he started, we got visits from Miss Piggy and Kermit on the on the on Dagobah, the Swamp Planet. So there's photographs of yeah. us with big stars like like I say, Miss Piggy. But uh, actually, that's that that that's not true. Uh, you're, you you right? you're wrong. It, is, huh? it actually is true. You went on the Muppet Show, and the plot was that you crashed on oh. his planet. We have a photo of you as Luke with Kermit the Frog. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So it. Yeah. <laughs> how dumb? How dumb am I? Because in, in, in telling you that, that was a false statement, I referenced the very Muppet Show <laughs> that proved me wrong. That made it true. Exactly right. That's why the game's yeah. fun. All right, good. Uh, all, right, all right, here we go. The Force Awakens. Uh, yeah. Almost opened with a scene of Luke's severed hand floating in space. It was a severed hand holding a lightsaber flying through space, and when it hit the stratosphere, the flesh and the bone burned off, and they followed the lightsaber as it went into the ground. And I thought, and I saw, so I read the whole script, and I thought, well, there's great symmetry here because I'm in the first shot. And I'm in the last shot. <laughs> yeah, I did say your hand N counts. Nothing in, nothing in between. But that that is true. That is correct. That is true. That would have been cool. I love that idea. And as you can see, he didn't know what was left or right because what happened was, and this is how he tweeted. He made fun of himself. He goes, "So this happened." Dot dot dot. And how is your weekend going? So what happened was they 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 stated that. Oh no, that's another tweet. Excuse me, my mistake. That's him getting a. An Emmy for Lupita Nyong'o for uh, for some children's show that he did, um, and he won an Emmy about that. But that wasn't going to go into that one. But anyway, this is this is a tweet. Sorry, my bad. Notice what when I notice that when I say Luke meeting Kermit the Frog is false, I mentioned the exact Muppet show that proves me wrong. Hashtag duh. This is the perfect example why I should never do game shows. Hashtag Star Wars at Fallon tonight. So as you can see from the from the uh, clip we just played, 
Luke asked him a question about Star Wars, true or false. He's asked him if he ever crashed on a planet and met Kermit the Frog. He said no. And in retrospect, he did. Doc, That's what's hilarious because I, I, I remember that clearly when he did it. I, I, I don't understand. Oh, he's getting old, I guess. But it's all right. I don't, sometimes I don't know what I have for lunch. But You don't remember her name? Nope. <laughs> there was a few of them. That's why. <laughs> nice. Mark Hamill was stunned. Not by those guys at Star Trek because they can't hit the side of a barn. Or they're like stormtroopers. They can't hit the side of a banta. Um, Mark Hamill was stunned to be asked to return as Luke Skywalker. Now, I think we touched base on this in the past. But yeah, uh, an article briefly. But uh, is, is he really like that stunned that that that, that people want to see him again? I don't know. Well, I was, even though I called it. Oh God! I did. Yes, I did. There we go. Never gonna fucking end. I was stunned. You were stunned. The world was stunned. Uh, I even think Kathleen Kennedy was stunned. But that's a story for another time. We'll play the clip right now. Mark Hamill and him talking about uh, his stunning reaction to being asked to play Mark uh, on The Tonight Show to play uh, Luke Skywalker once more. I just love you as, as, a, as an actor. And I, yeah, I just, oh. I don't know if I've ever gotten the chance to tell you that, but I just love you. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, and uh, every, t the last couple years, you keep showing up and surprising me and everyone with these things. I don't want to spoil any of the things you have, if you haven't seen. Put your, if you're Mandalorian fans, put your earphones on. Um, <laughs> but how you pulled that off was one of the coolest surprises ever. Uh, I just wanted to say congrats on that. That was one of the coolest TV moments of uh, definitely this year that we saw. Yeah. And, and talk about unexpected. You know, I had finished playing that part. I never expected to do it again. I thought if they ever tell stories of Luke in that period, post the originals and pre-sequels, they'd get a, an actor, you know, an age-appropriate actor. So when John Favreau and Dave Filoni told me about what they wanted to do, I was just stunned. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the main things with Mandalorian is you are sworn to secrecy. I can't even talk about it with my family, even now. <laughs> even uh, though after it's over, yeah. yeah. But they're releasing- yeah, but, you know, One thing that I have to tell you though, even though I can't talk about it, there's a special coming on Disney Plus on August 25th, which is a making of the season finale of season two, which is the episode I was in. So oh. that'll answer a lot of your questions. My, I love that. All right, I can't wait. Thank you. He thought he finished playing the part. And he said that he was glad. And he sent out a tweet a while back that people thought was a little bit of shade. Peyton Reed, the man who directed Ant-Man, but also the man who directed two episodes of season two. In the final episode where we saw us, uh, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, he goes, dear at Hamill himself, when I was a kid, this photo hung on my bedroom wall. And it was a picture of Mark from episode four with his fisherman hat on, you know, next to the speeder yep. on Todd Sweeney. He goes, Star Wars, comma, and Luke Skywalker in particular meant a great deal to me. Some things never change. It was an honor and a dream come true to work with you on the hashtag, on the, I'm sorry, on at the Mandalorian. Thank you. Hashtag MTFBY, uh, BWY. May the force be with you. Thank you. I was getting to that. Um, and if you believe that, I got a bridge to sell you. And then Hamill responds, Dear at Peyton, Mr. Peyton Reed, I am so grateful to have been given the unexpected opportunity to revisit my character, 
when he was still a symbol of hope and optimism. Ooh, shade. Uh, your assured direction and kindness was a crucial element in the experience and means more to me than I can say. So we've touched base on the whole him throwing shade on people, but he's not wrong. Nope. So what do you think about his what do you think about his comments about him being stunned? Do you think he's just selling or do you think he really was stunned? I think I think um I think he probably was. Um I think he got I think he probably got used to it pretty quick after that though, because um, you know, he gave us that shitty ass tweet where he was like, Oh, I'm done playing Luke Skywalker forever or whatever. And you know, it all fucking that's what I hung my fucking hat on. Thanks, Mark Hamill. Um but uh yeah, I mean I, it makes sense. You know, he he didn't get the reaction he had wanted from um the sequel trilogy. So for them to come back and to give him something else, I'm sure he was pretty stunned. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. I mean, he was on the on the short list as far as acting, not quality of acting, but scenes and impact of uh the sequel trilogy. And I know that's not a list he wants to be on. Nope. It's speaking a list. You just made the list. You just made the list. Wow, it was a good transition, Pop. Thank you. Um, we do a segment here, a new force order, where we go through lists that we find on the interwebs. Now, this is a very short segment this week because we only got one topic. There weren't a lot of lists this week. So, Doc, do you want to take care of the topic? Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right. Very exciting list today, guys. Uh, I'm just going to let you know ahead of time. Milk, bread, Yeah. Extra large condoms. Um, Your boyfriend's coming over. Analies. <laughs> you know they sell that stuff called Analies. It's great. Uh, I don't use it, but it's great. Um, it's great. It's great, guys. It's, it's great. <laughs> are, you saying, are you saying the Darth Lord uses it? <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Anybody remember oh, that guy? Yeah, exactly. Christensen? Christensen? Um, are you Sean Connery? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Trebek. <laughs> Your mother, Trebek. Uh, <laughs> 12 movies he's done since Star Wars and how to watch them okay. with your eyes shirtless. <laughs> Next. we're, we're going to go over the 12 movies that he's been in Shattered Glass in 2003 um, okay uh, let's see uh, Factory Girl in 2006 with Sienna Miller uh, Awake in 2007 he's a wealthy man finds self-conscious and fully sensitive unable to respond Undergoing a risky heart transplant turns out to be more than what he had anticipated. That sounds riveting, guys. Um, Virgin Territory. Uh, I think um, the, uh, the, Academy, the Academy podcast knows a lot about this this movie. Uh, 2007, oh, uh, the retelling of the Decameron, Giovanni Boncaccio's 14th century anthology. Instead of a young woman seeking refuge from a black plague through storytelling, they turn to a physical act of love. Uh, Jumper in 2008. I think I saw that movie. I saw that. Really? Teleport. Samuel, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was in yep, that too. Yeah, he was in that too. Exactly. That was actually a pretty good movie. Uh, New York, I Love You, 2008. A Pair of Jewelers. Uh, Erin Condon and Natalie Portman. Oh, she was in the movie too. Bond Over More Than Diamonds. Uh, and he is in there doing, well, uh, who knows? Anyway. Uh, Takers in 2010. He got Jumpers and Takers over here. Now he needs uh, the Candlestick Makers. That was uh, Matt Dillon. Uh, vanishing on 7th Street, 2010. He's a married man that wakes up and finds he's one of the few remaining souls on Earth to not mysteriously disappear after Detroit suffers a massive blackout. Somebody got snapped out of existence. Okay, American Heist, 2014. 
He's a reformed criminal, lured back to his old habits by desperate older brother, Adrian Brody. Uh, really? Outcast, 2014. Called? It's called uh, American Heist. That's interesting. Outcast, 2014. He's a mysterious young warrior, enlisted help of an ally-turned-rival, Nicolas Cage, to help protect his brother and sister from their uncle, who wishes to fondle their nether regions. No. Um, really? No. Uh, uncle who wishes to see them dead in order to inherit the throne in 12th century China. He plays a Chinaman. Awesome. First kill, 2017, a Wall Street stockbroker. It's him. Forced to betray the trust of police chief who's known since childhood, Bruce Willis. Oh, nice. Uh, Little Italy, 2018, son of a pizzeria owner. It's him. Falls in love with the daughter, Emma Roberts, of another family who owned their longtime rival restaurant in Canada. Sounds riveting. Sounds like Romeo and Juliet with a little pepperoni. Uh, and that's it. So there are your 12 movies that you can seek out if you really want to get your Hayden Christensen on. And I know right now our good friend, the sister, Holly Garland, is pressing her button on her Netflix remote to put those movies in her queue. (laughs) Kenobi! Dude, that was fantastic, by the way. That that video, pop pop share video, which we should put on the white on the website of, of Sam Witwer doing that famous the, the Kenobi yell, what he does at the end of Rebels, um, Rebels, 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 yeah, um, where he really gets into it and like just goes balls in. Uh, a lot of rumors came out. News came out this week about Kenobi. Let's start with the first one that dropped. Sung Kang, the guy from Fast and Furious, the actor. Oh, so. Some some young guy? No, dude. He's not that young. Um, uh, don't tell uh, Jimmy T that because he might get jealous. Uh, especially the Academy. Only if it's the cream of some young guy. Uh, you're right. Uh, so, Song Kang is rumored to play the fifth brother, the Inquisitor, in Kenobi. I love that hip-hop group, the fifth brother. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Awesome. Um, you know, there, it's also rumored that what's her face is going to play um, one of the night sisters or one of the um, the, the oh, sisters. The, the yeah. chick from, from the yeah. chess girl. Yeah, the uh, chess movie. What's the, the, the chick with the dude's name? Dude's Maurice name. Cheeks or something. Maurice Cheeks. <laughs> the first name with the dude's name. Uh, she may, she, she has, was rumored to have a lightsaber combat, she said. Um so uh, I would like to see some of the uh, the brothers and sisters in this uh, in this Kenobi series because it's going to give him somebody to play off of and defeat. So Vader can you know come up and show his face. Also, news dropped that we're going to get a young Princess Leia in the Kenobi series, and it's going to be played by Vivian Lyra Blair. She's played in a few movies. Um, She's Linda Blair's granddaughter from Exorcist. That true? No. Oh, and then uh, she's B. Briar Blair's granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a setup, Bob. Go, 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 That's go, go. The Fuck the B. Brian Blair. He's a jabroni. He's a no good piece of shit. I bend him over. I put him in the camel clutch, and I fuck his ass and make him humble. There you go. Brian Blair, another little fuck, worse than Michael Jackson. And I didn't like him. I didn't like his attitude. He was a punk. I can't break his fucking back. 
break his back, make him humble, and then fuck his ass. I didn't do it in the Pontiac, Michigan, because I respect my sport and respect Mr. McMahon. You were a professional. A professional. Otherwise, was, was, was ready to do it to him, all country way, make him humble, suplex him, put him in a camel clutch, break his back, and then fuck his ass, make him humble, to he respect our Sheik. Obi-Wan Kenobi actor teases many Jedi and Darth Vader characters in Disney series. Um, in an interview with Rotten Tomatoes, Sun Kang talked about, about the incredible feeling of being on set of a Star Wars production. Kang discussed the immense feeling of legacy, quote unquote, in the yeah. production and how every crew member feels like it's their dream to be here. Kang also gave some brief details about characters in the production as he mentioned the presence of Darth Vader and Jedi's plural. Did, which did he say, I feel the presence I haven't felt since uh, on the set being a pinch yourself moment uh, to see. One of the Star Wars characters or Darth Vader character, or you know, one of the Jedi's walking around. That's what his exact quote was. Oh, so people now one are up. the Jedi's walking around. So they're thinking they might be seeing some Jedi's that survived Order 66, like maybe Cal Kestis or someone to that extent. I really love when uh you know these guys fucking just like lose it and say some stupid shit that that really leads us to other things. Do you think we'll see a mainstream do? Dude, there was that article that came out that talked about um, how Boba oh, we'll Fett... We'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Come on, I'm going a segment over here. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it over. Uh, do I think so? I really, I really, really, really hope we see Mace Windu because there's so many things they could do with him. And I, I don't mind that they'll, you know, they cheapen the scene from Sith if he's alive. I'm totally fine with it. And we'll talk about that article probably momentarily, but... Please, please, please. That would be the. That would, would you be. Rather see me in Kenobi? Or would you rather see me in Boba Fett? Uh, I want to see him in both, actually. But he he should be pretty old in Boba Fett, though. So I I can't imagine him being around at that point. But it's, what we can get a flashback, which would be cool. Yeah, but the problem is if he's around, that means he wasn't. A, he didn't come to help him out during the this the this, the OT trilogy. Fuck it, he was busy, man. He he wanted nothing to do with the Jedi anymore. I'm okay with that. All right, maybe. Let's just hope, baby. Come on, that would be for right. me. That would be just as good a surprise as Skywalker. More, uh, more rumors. Rupert Friend to play Agent Callus on Kenobi from um, from Rebels. From yep. Indira Varma to play Captain Bragg. Captain she was Bragg. the one from uh, um, Bad Batch on Braxis. Oh, really? Um, so, uh, Raxis, yes. Braxis, Braxis. Also, LRM Online shared a report that R2-D2 and C-3PO will make an appearance in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, they're not, the outlet pointed out that they're not aware or they're, not, they're unsure how big their role of the droids are going to be. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, he's had history with them before. There's no reason why they shouldn't pop up again. But, you know, again, they have to do it to the point where it makes sense. Because if it doesn't make sense, don't just shoehorn it to make me happy. You know what, Doc? I've heard you say the opposite of that line plenty of times. <laughs> Very good. You're welcome. Star Wars, Mace Windu's death was originally way better. Here's Concept. the article. Here's the article. Yes. Go. Yes. Did you see the picture? I did see the picture. Concept art 
from the rise of the uh, I'm sorry, rise, Revenge of the Sith shows Windu being killed by Boba Fett originally. Um, what happens is there are some obscure clues to suggest that at one point George Lucas strongly considered giving Boba what he was owed during Revenge of the Sith. Artist Warren Fu, who is one of today's Warren Fu, Alan <laughs> Bear is one of today's biggest music video directors. But he cut his teeth on design work for Lucasfilm, a concept artist for General Grievous. Wu also skipped an early art board called Boba Fett's Revenge, the uh, semicolon, the death of Mace Windu. Uh, it was first printed in Star Wars Insider number 85 as part of a special three-part section on the art of Revenge of the Sith and can also be found in the book The Making of Revenge of the Sith by the original article's author, J.W. Rinsler, that we spoke about in the beginning Speaking of the... Speaking of, yep. Now, here's a little metaphor that they're talking about okay, in the article, which I thought was cool. Windows' original fall was both anticlimactic and the symbol of the way the Jedi Order was betrayed from within. Um, letting, and this is the other side of the fence, their argument, letting fate bring, win, I'm sorry, letting fate bring Windu face to face with the child he unwittingly orphaned would have been a stronger metaphor for the damage the Jedi caused by losing contact with the worlds around them mm. and how that brought them down. So, like Doc, what, which one do you prefer? Um, well, listen, you know, the, the, the Mace Window death scene has been, it's like one of those ingrained Star Wars moments in your brain where it's impossible to forget. Um, and Because it led to so many great moments uh, and so many great lines, so many great issues. So it's hard to kind of imagine it without it. But, um, you know, they said that Boba would have been 16, you know, when he killed Mace at that point. So which kind of doesn't make very much sense for him to be able to take out such a very well-seasoned Jedi Master. So I kind of like where we're at, but I more so like where we could go from here if we bring Mace back. So, so let's, first, let's hashtag let's bring Mace back. So, all right, let's do this. Let's do a little headcanon booking here. Here we go. What if Mace shows up? In Book of Boba, uh -huh. and saves Boba's life, Ooh, and that's like, why Boba doesn't kill him. He either like, gets him out of out of the Sarlacc, Sarlacc, yeah, takes him under his wing and nurses him, or later on down the road in Tatooine or some other fucking planet they're on in the, in the series, he'll be the surprise, the Luke Skywalker of the series, shows up and saves him. Oh, you see, he's like a like a some kind of blast deflect off a purple lightsaber type of deal, and his camera pans and boom, it's an old, grizzled, jaded Mace Windu, and he saves Boba Fett's life. I think that would be fucking awesome, um, like Forced legitimately to fucking work together. awesome. Legitimately fucking awesome. Um, Who's the greatest booker of all time? Your boy, the, GGP. The booker man. You're like the fucking Dusty Roads of fucking Star Wars if right you now. Will. Um, Let me see. Uh, I like that idea. I do. And I think that definitely could work. But they do have to have a conflict and a confrontation at some point. Because that's the only way it's going to pay off for me if that happens. What happens if 
if if Mace Windu sacrifices himself to save him. That would be interesting. To say the least. Um, and very apropos. Uh, you ever play um Battlefront 2? Uh yeah. The first one? Occasionally, yeah, I have it. It was it's a great game. Star Wars sets up a legends. Uh, sets up a Legends clone rebellion finally happening in canon. The Bad Batch has featured clone troopers resisting the Empire's control. Could this uprising of Kamino return to Star Wars canon? Meaning that in the game, um, Knights of the... Uh, no, not Knights of the Rebel Republic. This is canon, they said. Um, uh, 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 suck it, Spiro. Um the Battlefront 2, Battle the original, yep. yeah, the original one, the 2005 version, they had a storyline mode where the troopers, clone troopers, revolt. And now they're saying that this, because of the whole Hauser situation and all the other clones that threw on their weapons, that we're going to see rebellion and we might even see clone troopers versus the Empire or stormtroopers at the end of this whole scenario. What do you think? Uh, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, they have, you know, leave it to the Clone Wars to give the clones personality and a mind and, you know, and us to care about them. So there's really no reason why that shouldn't continue, um, especially, you know, because we really haven't seen them post Order 66 and how they react and how they, um, you know, dealt with, you know, this, uh, you know, this issue and the Empire on, on the rise. So, you know, they, they, they definitely did have their own. Their own kind of a lot of them had their own self will and, and decision making capabilities, and they were, weren't just you know drones for the empire. So, uh, it would definitely bring another level of depth to this. But does it also cheapen the bad batch in in turn if that does happen? Since, Spiro, since, since they are the originals, since you're the gamer, Spirit, I know you play this game. Um, I know you and Jimmy T playing the game naked together. Uh, what are your thoughts? on possibly bringing in this story that's not canon, like Revan, to canon, unlike Revan, where they might have a uprising from the clone troopers um, in the Bad Batch. To be honest, and uh, I know I'm probably going to catch shit for this, but I haven't watched Bad Batch in a while. I need to catch up. I don't even know if the season's ended yet or what's going on. I've been so busy. But um, I'm not too familiar with the uprising of Camino either. But two things. Number one, I think that would be great. I think that would add a lot to this series. Um, listen, don't get me wrong. What I've watched so far about the Bad Batch, I like. I just don't, you know, I just feel it's a little bit underwhelming, you know, sort of how, you know, the Mandalorian season one, like started out, you know, um, it, it was great. It was exciting. Well, well, good and exciting, but it wasn't until, you know, Moff Gideon came into the picture and other things that I really got excited about it, you know? Um, so my guess is, and of course it's Filoni at the helm. So maybe that's the same formula there they're going with here. So if that's the case, then I'm expecting it to pick up it in a huge way but the uprising of camino uh makes sense i i looked it up you know mainly for this episode 
and it makes sense, man. Um, you know, we already know there's there's a handful of clones that we know in in canon, canon that's like Revan, you know, um, who resisted or removed their uh, chips. So I think it makes sense, and it and, and it'll add something to the mythos, the Star Wars mythos, and the plot and storyline of the Bad Batch. That there's other clones. There's even more clones. Enough clones that they could stage an uprising i think that's fucking awesome the second thing i want to get into is here we go you know man these motherfuckers at disney right pretty much they 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 threw away all the legend stuff into the trash only for them to repeatedly go back and fucking dumpster dive right they're, they're diving into the dumpsters, trying to find the fucking scraps, trying to find those great stories that they decided to dump because it's not theirs, okay? You know, I've said this before. Disney, you know, is like fucking the WWE, okay? You know, Disney, you, you guys do amazing shit with fucking princesses, with fucking mermaids, with fucking talking animals and shit and fairy tales. But when it comes to fucking Star Wars, it wasn't until John Favreau and Dave Filoni, it wasn't until they came along with The Mandalorian that, you know, Star Wars was fucking great again. They saved Star Wars, you know? So it's like this, you know, man? It's like the WWE. Everybody's waiting for Vince McMahon to die because, to, to be honest, this motherfucker is never going to fucking retire. And SmackDown aside, WWE sucks, right? That's the case with fucking Star Wars, all right? You know, um, hopefully they straighten out, you know, everybody up on top gets fucking, you know, thrown themselves into a fucking dumpster. And then John Favreau and Dave Filoni can fucking take over and save Star Wars the same way everybody ex ex expects Triple H to save the WWE. Now, you know, Filoni and uh, Favreau, they've proven themselves. I don't know about Triple H. We'll see. All right. So, so, so those are my thoughts. Very interesting. Very interesting. And just to harken back. It was just to harken back, Doc. Um, so you people understand the concept art shows Boba Fett on his back shooting upwards <laughs> with on his, his blaster, back. right? On the shooting upwards with his blaster and catching Mace Windu right through the chest as he's jumping in the air. And the rest of the clones are surrounding Mace Windu as he's jumping in the air with the guns aimed at him, uh, suggesting this is going down during Order 66. Yep. So that was the original uh, the gimmick. And speaking about gimmicks. Um, do you know Nike's doing a real galactic gimmick, dude? Dude, so uh, dude, I think a few weeks ago we had mentioned that I think it was Adidas is doing some um official like colorways for some Star Wars characters. I know there was like a Vader in there, and um, what's his face? Uh, the Transdotion Bosque, and there was a Boba Fett on there. They're doing like officially licensed Boba Fett. Um, where? Boba Fett, where? Uh, colors for their their Star Wars line that they have the license for. But apparently Nike, um, which I prefer over Adidas, um, it kind of sometimes skirts around 
these licensing issues and releases some shoes themselves and says, oh, hey, these are these whatever shoe Model Xs and, and let the fans um, give them nicknames. And the, the colorways they've chosen for this particular sneaker, one looks very reminiscent of Boba Fett, the other Darth Vader, and the other a Bosque. So uh, those will be hitting oh, stores. Oh, that's a Bosque? In, Isn't that X-Wing? Like an X-Wing uh, well, maybe an X-Wing. I don't know. They will be released in November this year, I believe. Uh, it's one of the more popular Nike shoes. I, I consulted my sneakerhead friends, my son and my friend Gary, who I work with, uh, who has Can a they? pair. No, not the guy. Who has a pair of those same sneakers in you know the, the ones the style they're making of, and he says they're pretty good, but the zipper keeps falling down. Um, I said I have the same problem. Same So so let's wait for these Nikes to come out. I, I'm I'm more than likely going to try and track down at least a Boba Fett pair because it looks pretty dope. And I love my uh, my my pop culture sneakers. Yeah, cool, man. Very cool. I wouldn't wear these, but cool. Yeah. Uh, they come in men's sizes. <laughs> and the rest is history. Shut up, Apollo! Don't get to do the running. Uh, uh, no, Papa Dad's wife's name is Apollo. Yeah, right. Hero flies again. Vanessa Marshall on returning as the high-flying pilot in Star Wars, The Bad Batch. Did you read this article from StarWars.com? Fucking long as shit. I read a little bit of it, and I skimmed through most of it. But uh, congratulations, the woman who played Hira Sandula in Rebels came back to voice her as a child. And she's very Oh, excited. you ain't kidding. It is long as shit. What'd she say? What was, what was her... Uh, uh, she was just excited that, that she could do her again. That's what I said. Uh, and then also do her in a different portion of her life. So she had to, like, you know, change the picture of her voice. And she... You know, the, and the uh, the Rylothians have this French kind of accent. And she goes, oh, it's good. I like I know French and I have like my best friend is French and I spend time in France and blah, blah, blah. So I could do the accent pretty well. So, you know, it was her mostly talking about swinging into that weird accent that, you know, Hera gets when she uh, chills with her family. When she goes back to the hood. Yep, exactly. She all sounded all, you know, hood, hoodish. Hey, where'd you learn how to kiss like that? French class. Oh, I get it. French class. Nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, honey, uh, I shrunk. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, I wouldn't okay. have gotten that one. Where'd you learn artificial respiration? French class, kid. Oh, French class. Hey, wait! I get it. French class. <laughs> Good for her. She's an awesome actress. Not bad on the eyes either. Maybe she should play Hera. Yeah, you know, yeah. she has big blue eyes, just like Hera. Big blue eyes, you know. But Hera, they're green. But uh, you know, they can put contact lenses in. But whatever. Um, anyhow, that's over. And speaking <laughs> of over, ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on the show called "Who Is More Over." And what, what does that entail? Well, who over is wrestling terminology for getting popular with the fans. So we do on this segment is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. Person, place, a thing. Doesn't matter. And we ask you, all of our fans, all six of you guys, what's or who's more over? And then we give you our analysis, actually the opinions that really count. We tell you who is more over for us. So, Doc, please enlighten these scruffy nerf herders and let them know what's on the marquee tonight. This week, straight from Darth Great's brain, 
he's the one who suggested this battle this evening, but he had a little twist on it, which I'll mention very shortly. Um, this week, we look at two specific sabers in the Star Wars universe. One, one king to rule them all. If you hold the saber, you must win it in combat, though. You are the king of Mandalore, the dark saber. It's yours now. What is? The dark saber. It belongs to you. Now, it belongs to her. She can't take it. It must be won in battle. In order for her to wield the dark saber again, she would need to defeat you in combat. I yield. It's yours. Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. The dark saber doesn't have power. The story does. Without that blade, she's a pretender to the throne. Versus that crackly, weird-looking misshapen lightsaber with the cross guard sticking out of it that Kylo Ren uses in the sequel trilogy, the red cross guard lightsaber. I know where you come from before you called yourself Kylo Ren. The map to Skywalker. We know you found it. And now you're going to give it to the First Order. The First Order rose from the dark side. You did not. I'll show you the dark side. You may try, but you cannot deny the truth that is your family. You are so right. orgasm sound for Holly. Question. Yes. What looked more ridiculous? The cross guard lightsaber or Jeff Bezos' spaceship going into space? Dude, do you see the photoshops I sent you guys? Of course I did. They were fucking <laughs> hilarious. I, I, I photoshopped the, uh, the, the penis rocket uh, inserting itself into various positions in uh, some pornographic uh, media. Um, text me if you want to see them. Um, the penis rocket was definitely less over. And speaking of, so Doc, what do the polls say? Let's go to the polls. Here we go. All right. Let's see here. Oh, well, it looks like uh, 66 to 33%. The dark saber is over. That's on Facebook. I'll read some comments before we go to Instagram. Uh, Holly Garland, fucking love you back. Can expect an email from my lawyer on Exegol this week. Adam DeJanes, while cool, cross saber, I'd go dark saber. More so for leading the Mandos versus bunch of Empire wannabes. And Harley, Holly sends a gift based on that because she's a you know big uh, Sith girl. You cannot sit with us. Um, let it, hold on, do you have any more comments here? One second, because it's just showing me the most relevant. I need them all. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Todd Santiago Barrios, dark saber. Thank you, Todd. Uh, let's go to Instagram. Hold on. 
All right, newforceorder.com. Here we go, Instagram. The Saber Battle. Ooh, Dark Saber 100% to zero. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have an email address that you can send us an email regarding this segment or any segment in general. That email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. You send us an email if we feel like it. Nine times out of ten, we'll read the show on there, and uh, we'll make you famous. So let's go to the emails and see right now. Our first email comes from B. Master Dust, a.k.a. Dusty Mulholland. Glad to see you back there, buddy. Let's see. Dark Saber versus Cross Guard seems like a win-win to me. These two are very over in this house. Whose house? Dusty's house. <laughs> Both are new to the Star Wars universe, so that's cool. All right, Carlito. Uh, I appreciate them keeping the evolution of the lightsaber going. I don't know much about either one of these sabers' history, so I'll judge by looks. I do like me a good old-fashioned red lightsaber, but the dark saber being black and evil-looking puts it over the edge and makes it more over. Also, congratulations, GGP, on the AEW gig. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dusty. That's fucking awesome. You are the only reason I watched it. Great shit. Well, thank you, sir. Um, next one. From the Sistress herself, Harley Garland. All right, let's go. How dare you, sirs? This may be the first who's more over where I tell everyone to go eat a big bag of dicks. Oh. Whoa, that's Spiro's line. However irrational my sith heart may sometimes be the answer might be simple because the truth has yet to be written between these two majestic no these two majestic (laughs) bastards we can only go by what's been written about both of them so far it goes without saying the dark saber is stronger than any normal non-cracked kyber lightsaber oh getting crazy now the Mando season two finale proves this because it has the ability to overheat Beskar steel. Unlike when Ahsoka attempted to take on Magistrate Morgan's Beskar staff. Beskar can typically block a lightsaber and the Mandalorians consider themselves equal to the Jedi. The Darksaber is the only black lightsaber and it was created by Mandalorian Jedi Tar Vizsla. On the other hand... Kylo's red lightsaber is the first lightsaber we see that has a cracked kyber crystal. Hence the fiery, intense power it emits. There are prevailing theories surrounding the saber, few being that it contains shards of Vader's kyber, and that's why it's cracked, or that it was made by modifying Vader's hilt. Because a battle between these two weapons hasn't happened yet, I cannot officially rule a clear winner here. The Darksaber is more powerful than any normal lightsaber. However, Kylo's isn't normal. Oddly enough, one of my next tattoo ideas involved the Darksaber. I will not vote against my supreme leader, nor can I deny the beauty and the ferocity of the Vizsla created. Got a big bag waiting just for you because of this one, fellas. Pew, pew, pew. Holly, a.k.a. the sisters. So all that history lesson and no goddamn pick. How dare you, Holly? She, I'm pretty sure she picked uh, uh, the, the, the cross card. 
Go make me a sandwich. How dare you? Hans. Uh -oh. How dare you? Hans, wait a minute. Max, Max Caster Raps Part 10 on YouTube. Ah, it's wrestling related. Next. Brandon Miller. Who's moreover? All right. Hey, fellas. This week, I'm going with Kylo Ren's cross guard lightsaber. While the new trilogy was criticized for playing things pretty safe with its story and characters, this new lightsaber ironically was something completely different that we previously we previously seen and stood out right as a result. On that note, it's also the opposite of safe in a literal sense too. I'm honestly surprised Kylo didn't burn his knuckles off at least once. Still a cool blade though. On the subject of the sequel trilogy, I had a question for you. See, I like when this guy asks us a question or anyone asks us a question because that's called conversing with the masses and mingling with the fans, interaction, and that's what we want. Okay, so here's a question. With the, with the success of the Clone Wars and now the Bad Batch enhancing the prequels, do you guys think Disney's next animated show should take place in the sequel era? I know it's not in as high demand as Kenobi or Boba Fett, where? But it just seems so bizarre that the new era seems to have been left for dead, despite all the stock put into the films. Would you guys watch an animated show or any show taking place in the sequel era? Or is this just Disney just cutting their losses and sticking with nostalgia moving forward? Have a great week, guys. Huge congrats to GGP for the AEW spot. And be better work that intro into your... Better work that into your intro now, brother. I'm not going to dwell on one shot with AEW, but I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, good question. Doc, do you want me to take this first or you want to go first with this? Um, so we talked about in the past how it would be really crazy if Disney just completely abandons, you know, the amount of work well. and money they put into the sequel trilogy um, because it was such a you know, very un unwell received issue that they had with it. But because, uh, you know, they 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 banked the world on this. Um, I, I could definitely see something happening in the future. Defined future. I really can't. I can't say animated live action. You know, we tossed around a bunch of different things in the past, uh, you know, especially revolving around Ray. Ray! Thank you. Um, and um, I, I for sure think that we're going to see something when, how, I just don't know because I can't imagine them, again, like I said, again, putting this much amount of effort and money into these characters and not doing a thing with them. All right. I got three things to say. Two. Number one. There's rumors afoot from, from uh, Overlord DVD and everyone's running rampant around it saying that Polonia and Favreau are going to decanonize the sequel trilogy. Now, we've heard this in the past before with the whole Ahsoka timeline thing and whatever, whatever. But there's the two, this, this rumors twofold. One is the decanonization of this, having it as a what if in another timeline. The second is that this is going to make more sense and not do a reboot, but make better storylines 
with these characters, whatever that means. Whether they're going to do reshoots, put in new scenes and special edition of things, which I called many, many moons ago. I digress. And leave it for where it's at. But between then and the end of Return of the Jedi, they got 30 years to play with, so they're going to do as much as they possibly can within that timeline. So that's that. That's the first thing. Second thing. Rumors are afoot that Disney has rehired uh, the actress who played Ray Ray, uh, in, um, I was going to say Skywalker, but I don't want to say that. Daisy Ridley? Daisy Ridley, yeah. Um, As Ray in the sequel trilogy. For what reason? No one knows. Now, we don't know if it's true. There have been talks, I guess, between the two parties uh, of coming back. Is it for something animated, something live action? No one knows. and three, they did have a cartoon during the sequel trilogy. It was called uh, Star Wars uh, Galaxies of Visions. Um, no, 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 no. A Galaxy of Adventures? No, dude. Uh, it was called uh, oh, Resistance. Resistance. And it was uh, something that took place at the same time as the sequel trilogy. And they had Poe Dameron, BB 8, voiced by the actors. They had. Um, Captain Phasma, Kylo Ren, voiced by the actors, appear on the show. And they even show one of the things in the end of season one where they blow up um, the five planets in the capital and they see it from their point of view as well. So it only lasted two seasons. The show, was it good? Eh, wasn't bad. Was it, I mean, it wasn't, it was for little kids, like really young, young kids place in my art because it was the first star wars that my son and i watched together because it was for his age group at the time like a six-year-old or or five-year-old or seven-year-old so it did its business but storyline wise it was too slapstick like the lead character was like jerry lewis you know tripping over things i am always making these weird sounds you know um so i don't know if they do a, a story um an animated show during the sequel trilogy, it would have to be something that fills in all the plot holes. And you can't really do something like that. Um, only because episode eight takes place directly after episode seven. And there's only a year between episode eight and nine. And the plot holes are not anything that can be filled in within those time within that time frame of a year. It's in within the movie itself. So I think if they did reshoots. Or they added deleted footage and they special edition the movies, I think it would make the movies a lot better. Maybe even shoot different scenes. Who knows? But something, something. Something that makes the movies talk better to themselves. So good, good. Thank you for the email there, uh, uh, Brandon. Appreciate you asking the question. But let's talk about something that matters The Mandalorian season three. No, no, They're no, in pre-production do, do, right do, now. Do, 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 do. We didn't give our answers to who's moreover. Oh, oh, shoot. You're right. All right, Spiro, give us your answers real quick. All right, who's moreover? Is it the Darksaber, which is currently in the hands of Din Djarin, Din, J- Din Djarin, whatever the fuck, I don't know. You know, if you got a silent D in there, whatever the fuck, I don't know. Um, And we got Kylo Ren's cross guard saber. 
when the when the fucking cross guard saber first came out, people lost their minds. A lot of people thought it was fucking whack. They said it it, it made no sense because you know after all this is Star Wars. It's a, it's a sci-fi opera. It's a sci-fi property. So you know, God forbid, you know, there's something unrealistic going on. You know. Yeah, let's not suspend with with disbelief, whatever the fuck. I think people are just bored in life and they're miserable anyways. I personally thought that it was cool. I thought it gave him like sort of a sci-fi crusader look. Um, would have been cool to see the other Knights of Ren also wield a cross guard saber. I think it would have, you know... I guess they thought if if he was the only one who had that lightsaber, it would mean more. But I disagree. I think if they all had one, it would have gave that design a lot more meaning. You know, I mean, these guys are supposed to be, I don't know, crusading, marauding throughout the fucking galaxy, doing whatever the fuck. I think it would have given them sort of a dark side Knights Templar uh, feel. You know, on the other hand, you know, the Darksaber has an incredible history, okay? It belonged to the first and possibly the only that I know of, Mandalorian to be... Uh, I don't know if, if uh, Mandalore was the only Mandalorian who was Force-sensitive, but definitely the only one to be inducted or indoctrinated into the Jedi Order. Um, so to be honest, this one's kind of tough for me, but I think that right now the dark saber is the, the it lightsaber, the dark saber's history is a lot richer, more interesting. The fact that you have to win it in combat also makes it a lot cooler. And, uh, I can't wait to see what happens in the Mandalorian season three, see what's going to happen with uh, the dark saber. So I'm going to go with, with the dark saber because the cross guard saber, I felt they really didn't do it justice. They could have done a lot more to make it more likable, to make it more interesting. Um, the dark saber's got everything going for it. History, story, the fact that it's tied to the coolest uh, Star Wars thing going right now. Also, another plus. So, Darksaber is more over for me, guys. Okay, good answer, Spiro. It was great. Thank you. Um, you want to go first or I go first? You go first. Darksaber. Next. Next. Uh, I'll go second. Darksaber. Next. Really? No reason? Though. <laughs> <laughs> though I though I do like the cross guard lightsaber, and I thought it was a really cool concept when they had um had shown it, you know, for um Force Awakens. Um, they really didn't do a ton with it, you know. I mean, it wasn't like it it, you know, not that it had to be the focus of things, but you know, yeah, he had some lightsaber battles, but like he didn't do anything cool with the cross guard at all. Um, he just stuck it in Finn's shoulder. Yeah, it's like whatever. Um. It was there. It was, you know, crackling and he was all pissy because he wanted a new lightsaber. I want a new lightsaber, mommy. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it just, it though though it looked cool, it, to me it just felt like 
it, it made sense why they made the you know the ports on the side to release the energy. I get it, but it just seemed like kind of a gimmicky lightsaber. Like, oh hey, you know, let's let's give you something that we haven't given you before. For what reason? Yeah, okay, whatever. But the dark saber is just dark saber. I mean, it, it you know though, though we've never seen anything like the cross guard, we've really never seen anything like the dark saber before. It's 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 built like a blade instead of like the you know the round tubular lightsaber that we've seen. It has a very different kind of crackle to it. The way it looks, it has kind of this almost negative space kind of feel to it. Um, and then you know what it represents to to be the bearer of the saber is uh, I think the the most important thing. Like you know that was alluded to for everything else. So. Uh, not only does it look cool, it also, you know, gives you the boss status. I concur. You concur? I, I concur, concur, Doctor. I concur. Do you concur? Concur with what, sir? With what Dr. Ashland just said. Do you, do you concur? Uh, well, there was a bicycle accident. Um, the boy told us. So you concur? Concur. Mando, season three, reportedly in production right now. People are up in arms because two things. One, uh, COVID vaccine. Sorry. Katie Stackoff says she got a COVID test and she's going back to work. So people automatically think she's talking about Mandalorian season three. Um, she has done other things. She had uh, Afterlife, I think it was called, on Netflix and doing season two. Maybe she's talking about that, which was a cool series. Um, then Gina Carano, which... She posted some videos or not some pictures of her walking in the desert, some kind of gif with like three I, sons. I don't know if it was her walking in the desert, but it was somebody. Or some, some character. Yeah. Well, people had thought it was Cad Bane because the hat yeah, was a hat. Yeah, yeah, hat like but it was wearing hat. high heels. And I don't know if this is related to her Shapiro project that she's got going on. I, 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 she, I, I think she's, I think what, she, what she's actually doing is really enjoying trolling the trolls. Yeah. So I think that's where she's at in her life right now. Which you know what? You go, you go, girl. You do what you gotta do. Exactly. And um looks like I was wrong. Looks like season three is happening and it's gonna come a lot sooner than 2023. So that's awesome. Uh well let's hope it does. I mean, you know, Sackoff had said that thing, but I don't think it really means a ton for anything because it's you know, it's it's just hyperbole and hearsay as to if it's actually um the reason why she was getting a test to go back to work was because of the of Evan Mando. So we'll see. Who knows? But it would be nice. Would be nice. I, I would like to be wrong on this one. I don't want to see that get replaced with Boba Fett season two. I want to see Book of Boba and um, Mando season three and Mando continuing and Boba Boba continuing. No replacements here. Um, you know, Jabba the Hutt replaced Boba Fett as the bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. This is a story that popped out from... Um, the War of the Bounty Hunter comic books, which again, guess what? I still haven't read it yet. I'm sorry. I will get to it. I promise. Um, got a lot of shit going on. Um, apparently, Jabba was very angry at Boba. Spoiler alert um, for losing the block of carbonite that Han was in. So he calls in a bounty hunter who is Boba's equal and maybe, maybe a little bit better than him. Uh, a woman who has a very odd name. Day, What's her uh, name? L.O.D. Pop or something like that. Her last name is nice. <laughs> Deva Lompop. Oh, so there you go. Lomp, Lompop. My bad. Let, let, let me explain. Let me spell it so these fans can understand what the fuck I'm saying in my New York accent. D E V A is the first name. Deva, Diva. She's in here. L O M P O P. Lompop. Lompop. L O D Pop. I'm going to call it L O D Pop. Here we go. So continue. 
Uh, and uh, she is now on the hunt for the the Han Solo Carbonite block and probably going to go head to head with Boba. Uh, we know at some point Boba gets back in Jabba's graces because he actually delivers the Carbonite block to him. So I'm assuming this, you know, this big badass bounty hunter character who's a chick who's green and has um, is apparently like a very old and ancient and, you know, knows her stuff. Look like a diva during the, the the stills they showed her with her hair wrapped up in like a towel and she was just chilling in her palace. Um, and because Jabba brought her out of retirement, uh, she's probably gonna she probably gonna die, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> she dead. Uh, hey, you guys ever see a dead body? Um, yeah, man. This all this all stems from Bounty Hunters Jabba Hut uh, number one. It's a one yeah. shot. It's supposed to tie into everything. I j- literally was at the comic store today and he pulled that book. To put in my box, so it's there. You not- still talking? <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Make the box joke. Go, 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 go. Uh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars reveals the greatest Jedi ever, Master Tal Bota. Master Tal Beta. Yeah. He's a little fucker. Uh, Star Wars just introduced Jedi Tal, T-A-L. Boda, B-O-T-A, an epic hero worshipped by Padawans and whose deeds inspired the Jedi of the High Republic. So supposedly there's a legend going on. This guy kicked the shit out of many Sith and he was very brave and very powerful. So they're simulating him to being the most powerful Jedi of all time. Where they're wrong because Luke Skywalker is the most powerful Jedi of all time. So whatever. Just another shot at Luke, I guess, from the Star Wars, uh, Kathleen Kennedy camp and storyboard group that they try to banish the legend of Luke Skywalker. That's the way I'm seeing it. But anyhow, what are your thoughts? Typical bullshit. Move on. His face kind of looked like that crate's mask. Remember Darth Crate? That's not canon. Yeah, it absolutely did look like look like the crate's the mask. That's why I initially thought it was when I first saw him. Like Darth great but you know they're doing the same shit they're just like you know putting out more and more stuff in the higher republic I, I i feel like they just have the shovel and they just keep fucking digging this hole that just keeps going down and down and down with adding more oh this powerful guy and this amazing power and these fucking ancient evil aliens and this fucking tree that wants to bite your dick off and you know it's like okay uh, whatever it's uh, i think they're just digging and digging and digging yeah i don't think people are biting so and speaking of biting well, uh, you have anything else to add? We're um, done. Uh, we're done. Wow, we we wrapped this bad boy up pretty quick today. I love it. Um, no, I think we're good. Uh, you know, we're trying to keep the shows a little bit shorter for you guys because uh, y'all, um, you know, uh, complaining about we got long three hour shows. No, no, I'm just complaining about three hour shows. Um, I think that's it. I was one other thing I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember it off the top of my fucking head. Was it a Hot Toys Boba Fett? No. No, no, I did order the Hot Toys Boba Fett. Oh, I with, got something cool, Pop. With Hold the on, throne? With the with, throne? I, I got it with the throne, yes. I ah, caved in. Ah, I, I caved in only because, only because ah, the, thro- the throne one comes with the extra un- un- unmasked, unmasked head. Hold on, don't move. I'm going to grab something. That's what he said. Last time he told me that, I couldn't walk for a week. Anyway. What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? Show me, 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 show me. So, so, so as Avner, Avner, Avril Levine said, you know, that she loves a skater boy. So I picked this up the other day. Ooh. Ooh. I know you guys on podcast land can't see this, but what this is, 
is a it's called the deck of Boba Fett. It's a skateboard deck uh, in the style. It's on, on the backside. It's all blue wood, which is beautiful. Um, but on the backside, it is a representation of a Boba Fett, uh, basically helmet, chest armor, waist and lower, lower armor. leg armor, cod um, armor, exactly, cock armor um, on a skateboard deck from this company called, I'm going to give them a free plug because they didn't give me any discount, Gonk Toys. They sell a bunch of different things like cases for your action figures, but they had this awesome Boba Fett deck. Um, How much that yeah, cost? I want to buy uh, one. 85 maybe, like 90 with tax. Some little pop, like, pop dot just groaned when I told him the price. He's like, ah, fuck. He's like, me like, he's like, that's like six wrestling matches I got to do to get that money. Um, he so uh, yeah, it was not that bad. It was pretty good. Um, I'm gonna hang into my office. I have a uh, one of two skateboard decks now. Uh, the other one I have is a GI Joe versus Transformers skateboard deck, which um has um I think Duke battling Destro and uh, Prime versus Megatron on it, which is pretty neat from Kid Robot. Um, also, uh, this week is going to be a lot of San Diego Comic-Con uh, releases, and one of them I picked up today is the Gentle Giant uh, Giant figures. Basically, they blow up the three and three-quarter figures from different toy lines like Star Wars, like um, uh, Secret Wars and uh, Superpowers. and they so put like them 12 on. inch, right? Yeah, they make them like 12, yeah, let's somewhere around 12 inch. They just released the San Diego one, limited to 700. It is the Return of the Jedi colorway for Boba Fett, which I got for also probably around 100 bucks. Um, What's that mean, colorway? Is that the different color one? Yeah, it's the one that he's colored like the Return of the Jedi colors, which is a slightly different color than the uh, Empire Strikes Back one. Oh, really? Yeah, the the outfit's a little bit different. Um, It's just a little little darker. so I picked that one up, which is pretty cool. Like I said, send me a link for that, please. I'll send you. I think it may be sold out though, because it was it was limited to seven hundred. And when I got to the website, it tells you how many are left, and there were seventy three left when I bought mine this afternoon at about one o'clock. Send me a link. ASAP. Yes, I will send you both links. Absolutely, but I think that's a lot of bubble merch coming out. I'm very excited about it. I'm working on your custom pop right now. You know. In collaboration with my boy Leo from uh, Instagram, he sent me the base and he did most of the work. I'm just kind of touching some stuff up over here it's to amazing. get you the book of Boba Boba. Did you notice that his his gauntlets are different colors? Uh, they are painted different colors right there because they're red right there. So, like I said, no, 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 no but, but I'm saying like yeah, the, no. uh, in the OT trilogy, one film that one is orange, one is green, one is yellow, one is like yep, yeah. He, I don't know what's, he's, what he's got some changes through. His costume just changes through the, uh, the through the time for what reason? I'm not so sure, but. They should explore that as well. Very cool. Um, we're not doing it from a certain point of view right now, folks, because I don't have a topic to talk about. Fuck you have it seven? All right, nope. there we go. Let them know where we can find you at. Find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O Instagram, Alex Royo MD on Facebook and Alex Royo MD on Twitter. Spiro, it's been great. Where can they find you at? Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know? There's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon, and that's it, guys. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, by the way, Jimmy T says he likes his eggs scrambled in the morning. Uh, and, his, can... and his anus. <laughs> ah, 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 ah.
<laughs> you can find me at Greek Guy Papadon on Twitter and Instagram. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek Guy Papadon is the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Like the videos. Comment. Yada, yada, yada. Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek Guy Papadon is my t-shirt shop where you can go get GGP t-shirts. God damn it. All six of you fans need to keep going there and going buy more and more t-shirts. Please. I got kids. I got kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find all of us together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, and New Force Order Yahoo.com is the email address. Right now, Doc's telling his wife, No, 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 I don't want mustard on the sandwich. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking laugh. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving us your time and your in your ears. Maybe one day you'll watch these videos because we never put them up on YouTube. Uh, because Spiro is too busy doing whatever he does. I think it's Jimmy T's laundry. But anyway, um, thank you for giving us the opportunity to continue to get Star Wars more over with you, the fans, and never get ourselves over on Star Wars. This has been another exciting edition of the new Force Order. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, execute Order NFO. This Star Destroyer is closing in Just a matter of time now Stormtroopers will board our ship We might not make it out So I'll record this message With these secret plans And then send these droids to Tatooine The rest is in your hands Obi-Wan You're my only hope to him.